The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. It is June. That means the recruiting dead period has ended um, and the craziness has uh, has begun. So if, uh, if you're into college football recruiting uh, or cover it, uh, you're going to be a busy, busy person uh, the next 30 days. Uh, anyway, uh, we have Matt Weaver along with us. I'm Sammy Jacobs and co-host TJ Inman is here as well. We'll talk all the IU recruiting uh, this uh, on this podcast for this month. We'll get into the mega camps that Indiana went to earlier this month around the country, as well as the official visits that are slated to begin here in a, uh, a week or so down in Bloomington. But first, we do have a word from our friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is a great place um, to virtually hang out with your friends and you know, watch games. Uh, you could talk to experts and athletes and insiders in real time. It's great for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. So when college football season uh, rolls around, Locker Room is great to um, – you know, get with your friends if, if you're living in different states and things like that. It's a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Uh, you could talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app in the free iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join whatever group that you want. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle and join and be notified when our room goes live or uh, when anybody else's room goes live as well. Uh, we'll be going, we'll be trying to set up a locker room here shortly uh, for IU's September 4th opener against Iowa. Anyway, it's been a while since we've been on a podcast. Uh, TJ, how are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, definitely excited to have the, uh... Matt on today to talk a very big month of June. We had him on a while back, uh, kind of previewing what was to come, and June was mentioned as a, a big month. Well, it's here, and it is indeed a big recruiting month for the Hoosiers as official visits uh, are able to open back up. Thank goodness. Matt, how are you doing? Are you getting any sleep, uh, getting any re relaxation in, enjoying uh, the, the warm weather? Yeah, I've been doing good. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, so earlier this month, Matt, IU scattered around the country, uh, you know, to Florida, Georgia, Texas, uh, you know, I think Missouri, uh, some uh, Georgia, uh, Ohio, down in Indianapolis as well. Um, how did all those uh, mega camps go? They, they seem to be going well. I mean, they're still – they're still kind of in the middle of it. I just counted real quick, and I've counted there. They've been to 10 camps. Um, the, today's a travel day for them, and then tomorrow they'll be in Georgia at a camp at Kennesaw State in Kennesaw, Georgia, and then also at uh, University of Georgia in Athens. So 
Um, and they got a few more days of camps, but it's, it's, they're getting towards the end. Um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple tomorrow, um, a couple on Thursday down in Georgia, then next Saturday up at UND and then next Monday, a couple over in Ohio. Um, and that'll be it. So it seems to be going good. <clears throat> excuse me. They've, um, they've offered some, a number of kids that they've seen at these camps. Really these camps are more for the 23 and 24 classes than the 22. I mean, your top targets in 22 are probably not going to be going to these camps because most of them probably already have a ton of offers and it really doesn't make sense to, uh, to camp. So this is really for more younger kids. Now there's some 22s that you're looking at that maybe you like and you want to see in person and you end up offering, and that could be the case with some quarterbacks or a quarterback. But for the most part, these are mainly to get your eyes on younger guys more so. And then hopefully some of the 22 guys come to these camps and just kind of hang out. And so the coaches can maybe just see them in person. So it's obviously they haven't been able to do that for uh, what, 15, 16 months. Yeah, it sounds. Oh, go ahead, DJ. Just, just to clarify something now, I imagine a lot of listeners might be asking, well, why is Indiana going to camps that other schools are hosting? Why aren't they having their own? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, that is a Monroe County decision um, that, you know, the county, whether it's health board or government, whatever, uh, decided that, that they were not going to allow Indiana University to host camps this year. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, TJ, that is correct. That's my understanding as well. I don't, I, it's a Monroe County decision, as I understand. I don't know who in the county, like what, you know, group uh, is driving this, but, and this is not just football. This is every single sport in Indiana. There's no right. baseball camp, no Mike Woodson, you know, basketball camp or Terry Morin or whatever sports usually hold. I'm sure Todd Yeagley hosts a soccer camp. None of those are happening this summer. So, you know, for a lot of those sports, they're kind of, they're kind of, you know, stuck because, you know, uh, there's not the opportunity maybe to go to, to go to other camps as a staff. Football is a little bit different in that sense, um, where they, you know, other schools um, are letting them come on their campus and and be a part of these mega camps and at least get a chance to see some of these guys that, um, you know, they 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 wouldn't probably wouldn't have been able to see otherwise because um, they couldn't they couldn't have camps. Now, one thing they can do is if a guy comes on an official visit, but this is only for seniors to be, so only guys in the 20, 2022 class. They can work them out for one hour on on campus, um, but the you know the, the the problem with that is, is like I said, these camps are really for the younger guys. This is your chance to see these young guys and start kind of maybe you know organizing your recruiting board for the next couple of recruiting classes. For 22, you've got a pretty good idea who you're going after. There may be some guys that move up and down, um, you know, from here until signing day. But for the most part, I think it's probably pretty set. Um, even at, even with the COVID year, you probably still have a pretty good idea. But so to get a chance to see these 23, 24, I've been messaging with some of them this morning on Twitter. Um, it's a, it's a big deal. Unfortunately, you like for it to be on your own campus so they can see everything, the facilities and everything, and maybe spend some time around people. But, you know, you got to roll up the punches and do the best you can. I think Tom Allen and staff have done that. Matt, it, it, I, it, your guess is probably as good as mine. Has there been any update from Monroe? Cause I know Marion County, the, the mass mandates getting lifted here shortly um and you know the indians games or people are going to indians games and things like that is is it full go for the fall i know penn state's 100 percent open uh, and other big tens are under big 10 teams are under 100 uh, percent open is iu making a push to marion county to say hey 
we need to have fans in the stands. Let, let's what do we need to do to get this done? Well, based on what you're hearing about ticket sales, it seems to me that they're going to be full go. I mean, I, you know, and I'm kind of I'm kind of speculating and maybe, you know, jumping from point A to point B without really any hard uh, evidence. But I, I find it hard to believe that everybody else is going to be, uh, you know, full go or, comp com, uh, you know, full capacity. And, and, and you know, Monroe County will say, I, you know, obviously they've been very restrictive. They've been, you know, quite conservative when it comes to, you know, up here, I'm in Hamilton County and we've been, there's the mask mandates been lifted or kind of ease for for a little while i think today like you said i think it's today for marion county june 7th i believe i could be wrong on that but hopefully that's the yep. case for monroe county and and you know it'll be interesting obviously everybody's seen that what indiana said about requiring vaccinations for students and uh you know employees professors and stuff like that i don't know how i don't know if you can try to do that for football that to me seems pretty hard and, and honestly kind of a little ridiculous, um, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, but I, I will be, to me, I will be surprised. I don't have anything to back this up. I'll be surprised if Indiana's not allowed to have as many people as they want in the stadium this fall. Yeah. All right. Sorry, we got off on a tangent. Uh, Matt, official visits uh, begin here shortly. IU, according to uh, Peegs, has it looks like thirty players scheduled to come in beginning on Friday. Um, take us through uh, who are some of the, the guys people need to keep eyes on who, who, you know, might commit at this time. Who's IU looking that, you know, in the perfect world, um, who's their, their top guys that they, they want to lock in uh, to a commitment uh, over the next month uh, with these 30 guys on campus? Well, starting with this, this weekend, um, you know, I think, there's some big names to me. The big name, the biggest name is probably Nigella Kelly, the DN out yeah. of uh, Fort Lauderdale. Um, they're recruiting him. He's listed as obviously like a DN. Uh, they're recruiting him to play the bull position. Um, he is a top guy and they've, they've already got one of their top bulls in Richard Thomas. And so if they could get Nigella Kelly, they'd probably be done at that spot. There's some guys coming at the end of the month. They're recruiting for that spot. Those visits would probably be, uh, would probably be axed if they got, if they got Kelly. So, He's a big guy. He's probably going to go through the process. I would not expect a decision after this weekend. Maybe they blow him away, but I think he's going to go through the process. He's got some big boys coming after him. I think Clemson's after him. Georgia, I believe, is after him. So it's going to be a fight to the finish for him. But he, uh, I, everything I've heard is he's very excited about this weekend. Zane Durant's a guy that Indiana's in great shape with. Probably a three-tech, might be able to play strong side DN, but they're in good shape with him. Jamari Lyons, another guy from Florida, another South Florida guy. Uh, probably you know six fourteen and five maybe grows into that nose position. Um, you know he's probably another guy that'll go through the process. Uh, Kyron Chambers, I know they really like. He's a, he's listed as a corner, but he's being recruited as a safety. James Mons, I would probably put money on him as the most likely to commit if I had to say one guy was going to commit after this visit. Now I'm not saying he will, but if I had to pick one, James Mons would be my would be my pick. And then Tommy McIntosh is an interesting guy from out of DeWitt, Michigan. He's a wide receiver. Um, you know, if you guys remember Ted Bolster back in the day, he was a wide receiver in Cincinnati, and they brought him to IU, turned him into a tight end, and he was a pretty darn good pass-catching tight end. Uh, uh, McIntosh is kind of similar where he'll – for Indiana, he'll be a tight end if he comes here. So that's kind of the first weekend. Um, those are the guys, you know, that are coming in. It's, it's not a big group, only six, um, mm -hmm. but it's uh, it's definitely a quality group. There's, there's guys in this group that they would love to get. Yeah. Yeah, I, turning to the the quarterback position real quick, I, I 
I think that that is the position that that workout part of it, where they're able to work out players in the class of 2022 for that one hour. Quarterback does seem to be one that they're, you know, wanting to work guys out. Um, it looks like Henry Bellin um, is going to be visiting potentially. Uh, I think it's this coming weekend, perhaps, and then Josh Hoover uh, later on in the month. So Josh Hoover, from my understanding, still the top target for the staff. If Indiana were to get Josh Hoover, what do they like about uh, about his game and his fit in the offense? Well, if you watch, you know, I think what you like is when you watch him. First of all, in Texas, uh, you know, that state is basically almost everybody plays the read the read option spread. You know, kind of throw the football around. Um, he's not, you know, he's listed at six two. So I seen him six one, six two. <clears throat> so not a, not a big quarterback, but you watch him. He's got he's got a good arm. You know, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's uh, Michael Penix, but then again, very few guys have that kind of uh, that kind of arm strength. But he's definitely got enough arm. Um, you know, not not going to do a lot of running, but he's not a statue back there either. I mean, he he can move around in the pocket, he can escape, and that's really what you know. I think people sometimes think. <clears throat> Tom Allen just wants a total dual threat. That's not really what he wants. He wants a guy that when things break down, can escape, can move around the pockets, athletic in the pocket. Um, and, you know, I think Josh can do that. Uh, throws a nice ball, accurate, um, really, really smart kid. I've talked to him a couple times. Um, you know, if I was going to put in, if I was going to do a crystal ball on, on a player for Indiana, he would be my next crystal ball pick. Um, you know, the, and to me, it just comes down, does the visit go well? Does the workout go well? I don't see any reason why it won't. But I think he'll now maybe maybe you mentioned here Henry Beeline, maybe Caden Veltkamp from Kentucky, maybe one of those guys. He, I think he's coming in this weekend too on uh, on the 11th. Maybe they blow the staff away. And even though Josh Hoover comes in and does well, maybe those guys blow him away. Um, you know, but right now, if I had to handicap it, I would put Josh Hoover in, in the driver's seat. But uh, you know, you know, it all it all comes down to these workouts, and if one of these guys is just exceptional, um, and Hoover's just a little bit below him, maybe they decide to go a different direction. But I think if they like his they like his workout and he likes his visit, I think he's going to be the quarterback in this class. Yeah. So IU does plan to take one of kind of those that group of maybe three or four quarterbacks. Indiana's plan is to take one of those guys as the the quarterback commit. Then. Yeah. As, as, as a stand, as a stand today, TJ. Yeah, and the other guy, Joe Humphreys, who's also from Kentucky. I think he's from Owensboro. Um, he's yep. another guy. I think they saw him. I think coach Sheridan saw him at the middle Tennessee camp, I believe. Um, I've not heard how that went, but, um, he, he would be the fourth guy. I would probably put him fourth out of the four. Um, just kind of, that's my feel on the situation, but, um, I would put, I would say those top four with Hoover at the top and then beeline and belt camp probably right there. And then, and then Humphrey. So, yeah, I think it'll be one of those four. Now, could there be a guy that is that we haven't heard about that's under the radar that maybe they see at a camp that blows them away. It, anything's possible, but I, I'll be a little bit surprised if it's not one of those four, and I'll be mildly surprised if it's not Josh Hoover. Matt, going on to the next weekend, uh, Carter Smith uh, is coming on the, the Monday following uh, – Monday the 14th, uh, so a week from today. Uh, he's a guy from Olentangy Liberty. I, I think that's where Simon Stepniak went, right? That's uh, correct. He uh, he's got a very good ranking. He looks the part. Is he a guy that that could pop for for IU? He seems high on IU as well when talking to him. 
Yeah, I, they're in a, they're in a good position here. He just he's he went to Tennessee, um, or he's going to Tennessee, I believe today. We have him, we have him as June seventh, so he's doing it kind of weird. He's kind of doing some of these kind of midweek visits instead of weekends, and then he's going to Northwestern on the eleventh. Um, so he'll be there Friday, and then like you said, he'll I'm guessing he'll just come straight from Northwestern maybe to Indiana. Um, and start that visit on Monday. Yeah, he's a big, long offensive tackle from the from the same high school, like you said, as um, uh, uh, Hunter Little John. And, yeah, um, yeah, Hunter Little. Huh? Yeah, he's he's a guy that he's a guy that um, they offered early. Uh, Casey T Gardens, the area recruiter, and obviously Darren Hiller is heavily involved as well. So this is a guy that they would definitely like to get. Um, I you know I expect him to probably go through the process. He's also got a Virginia visit for the 18th. And he still could do one more. He, that'll be four visits, so he could still take a fifth one. But um, there's a lot of things in Indiana's favor. It's just it's so this this one is these visits are so hard to kind of handicap just because usually these guys have come in before. Like in a normal year, Carter Smith would have already been on campus in the in the fall for like an unofficial visit for a game. Um, they would have had him over, you know, that this past fall for an unofficial visit, and or maybe he would have come maybe to a camp last summer or, or just sometime on his own dime. And so you'd have an idea where that things stand. And, you know, he, he has seen things, everything's so new. And these guys are seeing this all for the first time. They've done the virtual visits and all that, but you know, some of these, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how many guys pop in June because they haven't had a chance to visit in so long. Do they just get really, really itchy and, and, and just want to get it over with, or do they play it out? So I'm really interested to see how it goes. I mean, I think there could be some weekends where <laughs> Sundays are going to be very, very busy for me and maybe some weekends where, you know, they're busy, but, you know, there's kind of a wait-and-see deal. Our offense alignment, again, uh, guys who they're going to want to work out too? Well, on official visits, you can't work guys out. You can only work out guys on unofficial visits. Okay. Um, so uh, um, they, they've they've seen enough from a lot of these. Now, what, you, what maybe you want to see is, is he really 6'6"? You know, he's listed at 6'6". And I, I'm, not, I'm just talking about a guy, anybody – or is he really like, you know, six, three and yeah. three quarters and he doesn't have the frame to play tackle. That's kind of what you're looking for. You just want to see him in person. Does he have the kind of frame? Does he look like he has the kind of frame that can put on, if he has to put on 30 pounds or 25 pounds, whatever it may be, you know, maybe you can look at him bending and stuff, you know, see how well he bends and that kind of stuff. But you, like I said, you can't work him out, but you can at least eyeball him and kind of get an idea if he fits the mold of what you're looking for, uh, for an offensive lineman. Theoretically, could you because they have 48 hours on an official visit, right? That's correct. Yeah. From when they get on campus, they have 40 hour, 48 hours until they have to leave. Can you leave campus for like five minutes and come back on an unofficial <laughs> workout? I think you can. I, I do remember this is a crazy. I remember being at a camp and they were going to offer. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Who played for the Packers? The uh, Spriggs um, and step and uh, and. Uh, Feeney, I think it was, they worked him out. Those guys had to drive off of campus and come back to get the offer. Indiana was not allowed by NCAA rule to offer them right after the camp. They literally had to get in their car with their parents, drive, I don't know how, whatever it would take to get off campus, five minutes maybe, and come back. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I, what does it matter if you offered them right after camp? I, I, I don't get the rules, but that's the way it is. Now, as far as that 48 hour and then leave and I guess you could do it I guess you could as long as Indiana's not paying for it I don't I don't see why you couldn't but um you know I, I that's that's a good question uh then worked out well with Feeney so I mean I, yeah I did 
do that strategy again and see if you hit Pater twice on it. Yeah. 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 Feeney's, uh, if anybody hasn't been on social media, Dan Feeney has been plugging the New York Islanders games. Uh, he's been all over the Jets' Twitter, crushing beers and uh, getting fans hyped up for the Islanders, Boston uh, Bruins. Eastern Conference semifinal, and he's, and he's and he's got a mullet that would make somebody from Southern Indiana like me proud, uh, and a mustache. Don't forget the mustache. Yeah, the mullet's fantastic. I I grew up with those. That's fantastic. <laughs> Matt, going on later in the week, uh, the the weekend of June eighteenth, you have Omar Cooper coming in, uh, Richard Thomas, who's already committed to IU, uh, along with some other guys. Uh, was there a and Trayvell Mullen, who's Taiwan Mullen's brother? That seems to be the headliner weekend a, a little bit. Uh, is there a strategy to getting some of these guys on campus with current commits and with local guys? And is is there are they going to get um, Desan McCullough to come in and, and maybe start recruiting some of these guys as well? Well, I'll break. I, I have not 100% confirmed this. I think Desan's taking his official visit that weekend. Now, Desan will be there for all these visits. I mean, obviously, yep. with his dad there, you know, so this upcoming weekend, I'm sure he'll be hanging out with guys, you know, interacting with them. But I believe his official visit is going to be the 18th. And obviously, that's a big weekend. You know, I'm not sure why they picked that weekend. I think it was probably because it's the first weekend when they won't be, the coaches will be done with camps. Um, obviously, this upcoming weekend, uh, they're still going to be work. They'll be up at the UND camp on the 12th on Saturday. Um, but the 18th, a big one. I mean, you mentioned some guys, Travell, uh, Jalen Marshall, a D tackle out of Kansas. Um, you know, he's a good looking uh, prospect. Sean Miller receiver, Tyler Gibson, another big O tackle DJ Moore from Fort Wayne Snyder. Um, Jacoby spells Omar Cooper. So yeah, it's a, it's a great group. This is, this is, and, and the, all three weekends have good players, but for this is the one that's got the quality and the quantity as far as the prospects. So, um, you know, if you could, if you could get a couple guys out of this group, I mean, I think Travell's probably the one they're in the best shape with, um, you know, and, and Andrew Ivins did a recent story about uh, Indiana's recruiting in Florida. He's a two, four, seven guy who's based down there in Miami. And he's made the comment that people close to Travell will be surprised if he doesn't end up at IU. So, you know, he's a big time player four star. I've been hearing for years that he was going to be the best of the three, which is pretty incredible considering Trayvon, was uh, what MVP of the national championship uh, pick of the Raiders playing for the Raiders. And obviously Taiwan is a fantastic player at IU. So Travell is, I've talked to him. He's a lot like Taiwan as far as his personality, great kid, just that same kind of attitude, you know, uh, you know, knows what he wants, works hard at it. So there's a lot of good guys. This is a, this is going to be an interesting week. And I mean, the first one, all of them are going to be interesting, but that 18th one is going to be the one where it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes, because there are some real studs in that group. Uh, yeah, Landon Livingston coming the 21st as well. And then, uh, the next weekend, the 25th, uh, Joe Strickland is an in-state guy from, from Brebuff, um, who, who's, I mean, that we've been talking about him forever and he's a high priority target. Um, how bigger would getting those two in-state guys, uh, be that, that weekend? Oh, it'd be huge. And I, I, I've seen Joe play um, and he's another great guy um, and he's a terrific player. You know, be a strong side DN, most likely at Indiana, uh, you know, really good player. They, they put themselves in a great spot. I, I know he went to Purdue this past weekend and there's a connection there. I think his mom's a Purdue grad. 
but he really, really likes Indiana. A lot of people think it's an Indiana-Penn State battle for him. Now, maybe Purdue, with their visit this weekend, moved up into that group. I know they've done a good job. Northwestern, I think, is in there as well. Um, but I think, you know, I, I, I like – you know, sometimes you like maybe having the first visit or whatever. I like having the last visit with him because I think he's going to decide. doesn't mean he's going to pick the last school he sees, but that'll be the freshest one in his mind. Because I think he's supposed to decide in early July, um, I believe. I could be off on that, but I think his decision is going to come then. Greg Gaines, same high school as Michael Penix, uh, really talented receiver. Anthony Brown, Jalen Lewis, a couple guys who are buddies from Tennessee being recruited as safeties. Um, and then, you know, a couple uh, – Kyrie Moist and Cam Robinson – uh, Robertson, excuse me, uh, our bowl guys, Caden Turner, the commit, and then Trey Brown, a linebacker. I think Micah Pollard, um, if anybody remembers Marcus Pollard, the tight end for the Colts, his son is a defensive end who's being recruited for the bowl spot. I, I think hmm. he will be visiting that weekend. I haven't confirmed that, but that's what I'm hearing. He's going to be visiting that weekend. So that'd be another guy, another another Florida guy, another talented guy coming in. But um, uh, another good group. I mean, there's some guys in this group that they would really, really like to get. And you mentioned that, you know, uh, two of them there and it, with well, with Joe Strickland and then Landon Livingston, who's coming in a little bit earlier, probably a guard in college guard center. Um, another guy who just went to Purdue. It sounds like they did a good job with him. So, um, but Indiana is right there too. They've been recruiting him hard and one of his uh, first offers. So it'd be nice to get some of these in-state guys. They did a great job in the 20, uh, excuse me, the 21 class with uh, the guys they've got, and if, hopefully that can carry over to 22. Matt, with the transfer portal and overdrive uh, and scholarships kind of a, in flux and a mess uh, as the NCAA tries to figure out what to do, how big is are you expecting this 2022 class to be? You know, I remember, I know when we did our talk with uh, Coach Allen, our one-on-one -on -one Zoom call, we asked him that, and he, you know, a lot of times when they say they don't know, I think they're kind of they're, they're kind of uh, you know um, uh, sandbagging you. I, I he say don't know. I, my guess is it'll be the last year's class. I think was fourteen. When you just take the recruits, I mean they added how many? I think they've added what eight? I want to say eight transfers. I think you know um, there'll always be attrition. My guess is around twenty. I mean I could see it being. I don't know if it'll be a full class of twenty five, but I could see around twenty because I do think you're going to have some spots for the portal. Um, I'm not saying necessarily you save spots. I mean, if you can get a really good four-star guy from wherever it is, um, you know, maybe there's a Florida guy who decides later and you can get him, you're going to take him over a portal guy, in my opinion, um, you know, nine times out of 10. So, but I would get, my guess is around 20. It's just so, you know, the, there's there, all the juniors can come back. Now they can't, they can't get the free year like the seniors are this year, like, you know, Fry Fogel and some of these guys, but they can all come back. You know, and if a Reese Taylor or a Jalen Williams wants to come back, I, to me, it's kind of hard to say no to one of those guys. You know, I, I don't know how you do it. If Devon Matthews wants to come back, you know, my guess is you're like, sure, because he's a really good player. But it'll be interesting to see how that works out and what guys move on and what guys decide to take that free year. But right now, I, I'll go with around 20. Uh, it's probably not the best guess, but it's the best guess I got at this time. One one spot that I'm kind of interested in, uh, back. I mean, we don't really know for sure what Coach McCullough is going to look for in a running back. We have a good idea based on past history, but uh, one player that he appears to have kind of zoned in on is James Jointer from Arkansas. Uh, he's committed to the Razorbacks right now, and they typically do a pretty good job with in-state kids, but IU got Turner. Uh, Arkansas linebacker from that state. 
now maybe working on jointer. It looks like he's going to take a visit. Uh, we don't know when yet, but um, do you think IU has some serious interest on jointer being the running back addition for this class? And then uh, what type of player would Indiana be getting if they were to get him? From what I saw, uh, more of a, a quicker back than what IU currently has. Yeah, TJ, and I'm actually glad you brought that up. I, I forgot to mention, I think he will also visit the weekend of the 25th. I think they'll bring okay. him in when Kate, when Cadence comes in, because obviously you got a couple Arkansas guys. They know each other a little bit. Um, and you mentioned it. It's, it's really impressive that they're even getting in the door because Arkansas usually does not. I mean, I, I don't follow them super closely, but it's they don't usually lose in-state guys that they really, really want. And obviously he's committed there and he wants to take a visit. And a big part of it is, uh, Dila McCullough's background with the Chiefs. This is really resonating with guys, um, and he's just getting back into it. Remember, he doesn't have these long-standing relationships of a year or two with a lot of these guys that the other coaches do, just because he's been in the NFL and he hasn't been recruiting. But he's really yeah. he's made some headway, and really, you know, if he was starting half a lap behind, he's made up that lap pretty quick or half a lap pretty quick on the other schools. Um, and I think a big part of it is, first of all, he's a great recruiter. He's a great guy. He's a guy that kids just really are drawn to. But then you throw in what he's done, winning a Super Bowl and being with arguably the best team in football the last few years, best offense in the league. Um, and, it, and it's just something that's really hitting home with a lot of guys. And I know James, I have talked to James, and he is excited about Indiana, and he, and he plans on visiting, and, and he's starting to develop a relationship with Desan McCullough, which is a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, if they can get him on campus on the 25th and you get him around the coaches and Caden's there with him and, and Desan and other guys, um, and maybe you have some more commits at that time, I think they will. Um, this could be the running back. And like, you know, he's six foot 205, so he's got good size, but he seems to be, like you said, he seems a little bit have more burst than some of the guys they have. Um, I think he'd be obviously a heck of a pickup. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see it, you know, with running back, obviously you brought in Steven Carr, but he's the only senior and you're going to have what four or five, um, uh, five scholarship guys in 22, assuming nobody leaves, you know, with Samson James and, yeah. uh, and, um, uh, David Ellis um, and Tim Baldwin and the two freshmen are coming in Trent Howland and David Holloman. So, but, you know, I know coaches like to get their own guy. And while I coach uh, uh, McCullough, I'm sure likes what he has. He did not recruit these guys. It doesn't mean that he doesn't think they can play, but I just been around coaches long enough. They like to recruit their guy, the guy that they would have gone after. It doesn't mean he wouldn't have gone after these guys, but you know, he's going to want to bring in his guy in the 22 class and, and it could be James Joyner. I mean, you know, there's, he's going after some big fish. I mentioned inside locker room recently, Katron Allen, a couple other guys, Xavier Townsend. These are some big time recruits. Um, but if he could get Joyner or one of these guys, he would definitely get his guy and he would get a, uh, a really talented player. Matt, before we go a little off topic, over under July 1st, Aaron Boone still managing the Yankees. <laughs> uh, well, if they keep getting swept by, didn't they get swept by their arch rival? Did I have that? Did I see that right? Yeah, they sure did. And I think I saw that. I think they've lost. I want to. I know they're two and eight in their last ten. Is it seven in a row? I'm, I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm just trying to get the facts here. Well, Yankees are the last time Matt Weaver will be on the podcast. <laughs> ever. Hey, hey, you know what? It could be worse. I'm a Reds fan. You want to trade places? Yeah, you guys. It could swept be four. worse. It could be worse. Um, so I don't. I mean, I, you know, Aaron Boone was a was a really good player for the Reds, so I'm sentimental towards it. But I understand how it is. The Yankees, it's about winning. It's big time. So 
if they don't pick it up, I won't be shocked if he's not the manager come post July 1st. I, I won't be shocked at all. Um, Cause I know, I, I know how Yankee fans are. I've known you long enough and, and you, you are not a patient group, not a tolerant no. group. No, I, I would have canned them. What <laughs> game two winning one, the second inning of his game two of uh, 2018. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to football, Matt, um, how, how good can this class be? Like, where do you, if they get the guys that they, they want, at the, uh, you know, the, at their positions, where do you see this class finishing up? I, I think this could, I think this could easily be, and maybe easily is not the right word, but I think it, it, there's a real good chance it could be a top 30. Maybe now one thing, one thing that can obviously with the, with the point system, the more players you get, the more points you get. I, I know some people aren't a big fan of that. I'm, I'm not either. I wish they would set up a ranking where they show it by points and then also by player average rating, um, because I think the average rating of the player, I mean, you could sign 15 guys and have a better class than somebody who signed 22 or 23 because you got better players top to bottom. But the bottom line is, I think um, I think like if you look at it right now, I think they're ninth or something in the Big Ten. But I think by rating, they're actually in the top five or six or something. I haven't looked at it in a, in a couple of days. Um but I think this is a class that could be in the top top five or six of the Big Ten um, and, and also in the top 25 to 30 of the country. And once again, like I said, it depends on the numbers. If they can sign close to 25, then obviously that helps. And if it's around 20, then, you know, their player rating may be better than what their actual rating is. Uh, you know, the, the quality of the player in the class may be better than what the overall class is because the way the point system is done. But I think this has got a chance to be a really good class. They're in on some good guys. Um, not just get them on campus and close the deal. And this is a good recruiting staff. You know, we've, you've been around them. They're, they're great guys. They're fun to hang out with and talk to. And, and I think they'll do, they're not going to get everybody. You don't get everybody. I mean, I think Bill Self said it in basketball. If, if everybody's saying yes to you, then you're not recruiting the right player. You know, you need to get some no's. So, um, you know, that tells you you're recruiting the right player. And, and I think they're recruiting the right player. And they're going to, I think they're going to get their fair share of them. Any final questions, TJ? No, I, I think um, I think Matt's right. This is going to be a, uh, and he would know much better than than I would. He, he has contact with these guys, and um, I think it's exciting to uh, have this caliber of player. I don't see, you know, I see the highlight films. You know, I don't I don't see these guys play. I don't I don't talk to people about them. Uh, I see the highlight films. What I do is look at their measurables and then look at their offer list and the players that Indiana is after and has a legitimate chance to get are players that really good programs really want. Uh, and to me, that says everything about the direction of where this program is currently headed. Um, and, and that's, that's very exciting. I think that IU is doing what you have to do in football, which is stack successful classes. Uh, you you know having one great class is fine, uh, and it will you know it'll help you. But if your next two or three classes are subpar, well, you're not going to be a very good football team. Indiana's putting good classes back to back to back, and I think this is another you know strong class uh, that we're headed for. So um, you know I, I think Matt has has covered it all. I don't want to take up any more of his time, but um, certainly hope to have him back on sometime in July or August to kind of debrief 
all this, these exciting names are out there. Certainly, we're going to hear a lot of no's, but there's going to be some yeses, too, uh, and see how kind of things stack up versus what our current expectations are. Yeah, always a pleasure talking to Matt outside of um, outside of baseball. Um, but anyway, that does it for today's podcast. Thank you, Matt, for, for joining us on the podcast. We'll have all the coverage on HoosierHuddle.com about visits uh, over the next three or four weeks. Uh, we'll have the countdown to kickoff for a day 89, so check it out on HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle uh, and join our Facebook group as well. That does it for the podcast. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back with our preseason previews uh, when we uh, re- reconvene uh, down the road late in June. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.